Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Julie Harris, I have a question for you. Yes. You write for Housing Wire, uh, National Association of Realtors, California Association of Realtors, mm-hmm. Florida Association of Realtors. You wrote uh, one of the best-selling real estate books. Well, you did 90% of it, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Harris Rules. Sure, we did. And, and, so, and you've been referred to as the number one real estate coach in the nation, and we're America's number one coaches, according to National Association of Realtors. So I have a question for you. Yes. Because I'm positioning you as the authority, uh, the <laughs> authority figure of the authority figures. Uh-huh. Is this the worst real estate market of all of our lifetimes? And let's just make that 50 years. Yes, actually it is. And it may feel like that to many of you, our listeners, but we're talking about the worst in terms of sales. Okay. Now let's put some numbers to that. And in fact, Today's uh, podcast, we're going to talk about six key facts and how to use the information with your clients and prospects because you do have clients and prospects. Now, I've, let's just let's define what that means, though. Exactly. And then, we, then I don't want to stump. I won't trip over too many of your points because I don't want to discourage anybody. Exactly. <laughs> we'll keep it positive. Today. Well, so the good news is is that um, in the worst real estate market ever, the uh, there's still going to be roughly four million. Home 3.96 sales. million is the projection as of yesterday. <laughs> Not that Julie hasn't memorized. <laughs> Weirdo. You asked. <laughs> I know. All right. So let's just say 3.69 million. Nine six, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. We wouldn't want to round it up to 4 million, <laughs> would we? No. Roughly. In any event. And I, if I remember correctly, there's less than 700,000 new construction Correct. homes. Correct. Right. So just focusing on the resale aspects of mm-hmm. it. So roughly 4 million mm-hmm. home sales. That's still 8 million uh, sides. Trans, you know, sides, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there's 8 million commission checks that were written to, you know, a lot of different real estate agents. That's right. So you got to put that in perspective because there's, I don't know how many agents there will be at the end of this year, but let's just say around 1.6 million. Mm-hmm. And that's probably meaning that roughly 30% of all real estate agents are uh, transacting in probably meaningful numbers. Yes, we know that to be pretty accurate. Yeah. And statistically, that's how it usually works out too. Sure. The distribution curve essentially well, of real estate transactions. Some people have it as a side hustle or a part-time job, but the, the ones that are serious is about 30% of that crowd. Now, here's the thing that's interesting. We're going to share with you guys a lot of facts, but there's um, right now, when, when you think about all this, there's roughly 4 million real estate transactions setting aside new construction. And if we know that that is essentially the bottom of the market for at least all of our lifetimes, which it really is. This is a tougher market than even, I think, the real estate crash, truthfully. In many ways, that's true. Well, there certainly wasn't a lack of inventory back in 2007, 2008, no. 2009. Well, the joke back then was we should have an MLS that was stuff that wasn't for sale because it'd be <laughs> smaller than the stuff that was for sale. So, yes, I would say that our lack of inventory, our continued starvation of inventory makes this a tougher market. And yet, still almost 4 million deals. That's so, right. So the point is, is that... In the worst market ever, listeners, here's your big takeaway. There's, there's going to be at least 4 million transactions, which makes, if you know what to do to make the most of this market, you're still going to do incredibly well um, because those are 4 million people that had to sell. 
That's right. They're focused on absolutely positively selling. And that's the heart of the coaching that Julie and I have done for two decades is focusing primarily on sellers and then learning how to fish out the sellers that absolutely have to sell, not want to sell. And here's validation of it. You have roughly every year, even, I'm sorry, in the worst real estate market in decades, you still have at least 4 million transactions that are going to happen. Now, here's here's the good news. This is probably the bottom. This, you know, let's say this cycle we're in now is probably mm-hmm. the bottom. The sheer number of people, demographics here, listeners, that are going to want to transact in the next, you know, one to five to 10 years is off the charts historically in the uh, most amount of demand in certainly the history of the United States. And I'm saying that with 100% conviction when you factor in the sheer number of humans that are at the perfect age or cycles in their lives to buy or sell real estate. So even if we are at the bottom of the market now, and you could certainly blame interest rates and lack of inventory, Mm -hmm. that will not last. And when it pivots back, we will be experiencing a real estate boom like we've never seen before in the history. So that's, imagine, remember those old, um, what are those things called that people used to put on their desks? A pendulum? Pendulum or something? Yes. You know, they made that noise. The swinging thing. The swinging thing with the (laughs) silver balls or whatever it was. back and forth. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So what's happened now is essentially it's gone off over to one side. It's going to swing back to the other side. Now, when will that happen? 18 months or less, 24 months or less? Because Julie and I, we pay a very, we pay very close attention to obviously interest rates, as a lot of you guys do. And there was a little news report that came out yesterday, which I'm sure no one's reporting on. And Julie, you might want to tell your friends at Housing Wire about mm-hmm. this. Um, there is reasons to believe that Fannie, Freddie are going to come out of receivership, and that once they do, they're going to start buying MBS. Now, what does all that mean? One of the reasons that the interest rates have increased is because the Fed is no longer buying mortgage-backed securities. Don't worry. I will not talk about this for very long. So you can- <laughs> Warning. <laughs> warning. It won't be that boring for that long. But I just want some of you out there who are wonkish like Julie and I. So when Fannie and Freddie come out of receivership, which it looks like they're going to, that means that they're going to start buying mortgage-backed securities. When they start buying mortgage-backed securities, that means the interest rates are going to fall again. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes, which okay. is all good news. And it looks like that's going to happen at next year, if not in the next six months. So that's kind of exciting. Um, there's reason, and Bottom line, there is absolutely, unquestionably an enormous demand for people that want to buy or sell uh, real estate. And now we actually see a light at the end of the tunnel with reasons to believe the interest rates will fall. So get ready. The market's going to shift back. But for now, these are the things. Here, here are the facts about this real estate market. We're going to help you to understand how to balance out these facts with essentially making sure you don't allow the what seems like gloomy news to ruin your potential. That's right. You guys are reading a lot of negative headlines. So on today's show, we're going to talk about six key facts and how to use the information with your clients and prospects. So fact number one, it is true that new housing permits, excuse me, new housing permits are down 4% this month. However, here's the interesting thing. Single family home permits are up by 2%. So the 4% that's being reported is due to a decline in permits for multifamily construction. How well do you know new construction in your market? What are the different products available? Where are they priced? And what kind of builder incentives are being offered? Because again, the number is positive on single family homes. Well, so that is worth talking about because what you are hearing about when, so we do believe there is going to be a setback in values for multifamily real estate and for commercial and office space and things like that. And here, why? Because a lot of the multifamilies 
uh, that were built and all the rest of it, they are essentially in a version of an adjustable rate mortgage. And when those mortgages uh, come up for renewal, I'm oversimplifying this, but you guys understand conceptually, the mortgage rates that they're going to have to take or the interest rates they're going to have to take are substantially more, in some cases, almost double what they were paying when they originally did the deal. Now, the rents have increased, but the actual values of the properties are going to decrease. So we are believing that there is going to be a buying opportunity uh, for multifamily real estate that's going to uh, last maybe 18 to 24 months, and it's, it's already starting. Um, so, But this podcast and all of you are primarily uh, residential real estate agents. But when you hear an office space uh, and things of that nature, that too, same cycle. The real the values are declining. Uh, the uh, They're having all kinds of issues with um, vacancy. Again, issues with the interest rates on these mortgages as they need to be refinanced, things like that. That is going to be a segment of the real estate economy that is going to be adversely affected. There is no doubt about that. That is baked in. But on the residential side, it is extremely strong and robust. And remember, listeners, and again, I don't want to trip over one of Julie's points, but this is the lowest number of distressed real estate. Less than 3% of all homes in the United States are experiencing any kind of distress, which is a record for the last... Ever. Ever. There you go. Is that a number? Ever? <laughs> Ever. Forever. Okay, fact number two. Headlines say that we're headed for a frozen market. Everybody's just loving that winter is coming. There are a lot of headlines like that. Well, if you're a Game of Thrones fan. I know. but And everybody's saying we're headed for a frozen market this winter with sales down 2% month over month and 15 to 20% down uh, over last year. Now, in 2021, there were 6.6 million sales. We're projected again to close 3.96 million sales this year, the lowest volume of sales since 2010 during the Great Recession. So that is true. However, you can decide to focus on the fact that there are fewer sales or you can decide to focus on your sales because you don't need 3.96 million sales. You probably need 12 to maybe 36 deals, most of you, some of you less than that. So you don't need a million sales to have an amazing lifestyle thanks to higher prices, higher commissions, et cetera. Well, the average sale price right now in the United States is over 400 grand. That's right. Exactly. So be proactive and be the one who is selling instead of being an agent who uses fewer sales as an excuse to be lazy. By the way, our facts, our points, uh, our notes are available down below. Just scroll down. They're waiting there for you along with a link to join Premier Coaching. And of course, Premier Coaching is our uh, you know coaching program. That's where thousands of agents are participating every single year. Uh, I think since, uh, what did I tell you, Julie? Since last June or something, mm-hmm. we've had 2,000 agents join, something like that's that. That's right, yeah. Right, so if you're interested in becoming one of the uh, members of the Premier Coaching community, just scroll down, click the link, and you can join Premier Coaching for free for the first 30 days. So scroll down and click the link. All right, fact number three. Fact number three, what about interest rates? Everybody wants to talk about that. Of course, interest rates are indeed averaging right about 8% now. Though this is a major increase versus the radically low rates of past years, it is actually about average if you look back in history over time. I think I, I looked back I, basically all the way back to when we had mortgages start. You know, we didn't always have residential mar- mortgages. I know, isn't that crazy? And I know, little known fact. Well, Mostly they took off after World War II. So since then, 8% has been about the average. And it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. Julie's my fact checker. Isn't the United States the only country in the world that has 30-year uh, mortgages? Yes, 30-year fixed. Yeah. And I think that you know people don't appreciate that because they are not exposed to the other places. But it is a huge blessing. So here's the question. How has it affected the market? Well, I think you've all noticed by now, investors, flippers, and some first-time buyers have left the market. This leaves cash buyers, really motivated sellers, 
and people moving mostly for circumstantial or lifestyle reasons. You must be more proactive to find those prospects. Now, savvy mortgage lenders are also promoting free refi programs for the next 18 months or 12 months, depending on the lender. Remember, marry the house, date the rate. You can always refinance. I think the 30-year fix has kind of a bad marketing name, right? Because it makes people think that they are locked into that rate for 30 years. Remember, you could sell it. You could refinance it. You could pay it off. If you go into your uh, closing right now at that higher rate, that's not forever, and you get a free refi from many lenders. Go the ahead. key words that Julie said a second ago is uh, be proactive to find those prospects. Now, what does that mean exactly? That's the reason so many agents are joining Premier Coaching because we're telling you exactly what's working in this market to get directly in front of the people that actually want to transact. And a lot of the stuff that was passive that was, I think, in the zeitgeist for the last boom seller boom market, mm -hmm. the marketing, the buyer lead buying, the passive lead generation, the branding, all those types speculative of things. Speculative stuff. The speculative stuff that maybe someday hopefully will actually result in a transaction. Mm -hmm. Those things really, I mean, in the last market, they weren't that, obviously it's passive uh, lead generation. So passively, you're going to generate a lead occasionally. In this market, if you're not doing proactive, direct communication with prospective clients, primarily sellers, you're not going to be transacting. Every single one of our top coaching clients, they're not getting their business from uh, the passive ways right now. They're being direct. And here's the thing that's really, I think, should be a relief to all of you. If you want to have an unfair, unfair advantage in any market, but especially in this marketplace, be a proactive lead generator. Learn how to pre-qualify. Learn how to present. Actually learn the skills that, frankly, you didn't have to know, at least not at a high level in the past market. You must know it now if you want to survive, let alone thrive. Well, the good news is when you find those prospects, the ones that actually have to sell, they're so much easier to work with. You know, oh, yeah. they're, they're not messing around to see if they can get their price. Most of them, okay, most of them will say, just tell me what to do. I've got to relocate to Miami by, you know, two months from now. Tell me what to do. I need to buy a house before the kids are in school, you know, in but a few you, months. But as an agent, you need to know how to ask the questions to find out what the seller's motivation is. As an agent, you're going to need to know how to counsel, we, Julie and I call it Dr. Phil, Dr. Mm -hmm. Filling, but you're going to need to know how to counsel the sellers that still have aspirational pricing on their minds. You're going to need to know how to answer questions about repositioning on the, the house on the market to correctly reflect the buyer's expectations. These are all scripts and skills and they're not hard to learn and pretty much for the most part you're going to essentially have to learn a handful of things to say in different situations and then you're just going to wash rinse repeat in other words you're going to have the same conversations over and over again but this is very similar to the when julie and i got into real estate in our first year in the business we sold over 100 homes it was in a market very similar to this it certainly wasn't a seller's market if anything it was a balanced market I think uh, with a leading Swaying towards the buyers. Exactly. I agree. Uh, and so why did we succeed? So well, we had obviously a lot of hustle and we had a lot of ambition and drive. But the real reason was, is because the agents that had been in that market for so long weren't out there essentially knowing what to say or how to say it. And they were, they were complacent in getting their skills back, uh, you know, essentially relearning what they should have maybe learned in the mm -hmm. first place. And Julie and I could go in there and we could essentially, because we were really drilling down and, you know, studying what to say and how to say it. We actually were able to have conversations, even as new agents, that the seasoned veteran agents didn't know how to uh, know how to yes. do. That's mm -hmm. the reason a market like this it, it crowns new kings and queens in the market. Now, if you're a, a well-established veteran agent, I'll strongly suggest that you not ride on your loyals. Don't ride on your past performance. You too are going to um, 
you're going to allow yourself, you need to allow yourself to load some new software so you can be not just competitive but dominant in this new market and continue to ride uh, your, your wave of success. Wave. Exactly. Yes, that's you right. read my mind. I did. Okay. So fact number four speaks to, I guess we would call it maybe the gorilla in the room where people are saying, well, with high interest rates and all these things and fewer sales, well, aren't prices going to crash? Aren't we going to have some big housing crash? Well, here's the thing. Fact number four, there is still more demand than there is supply, even with fewer sales. Last month, watch these stats, guys. Last month, 69% of homes still sold in less than one month. Now, I know some of you freak out on week two because you're used <laughs> to them selling in less than one minute. At this point, you should be kind of normalizing the expectation that sometimes it's going to take around a month, maybe even two months, but still 69% of homes sold in less than one month. Homes that sold had an average of 2.6 offers still, <laughs> and 26% still sold for more than the list price. That does not sound like a housing crash. And remember, that is how fast things are selling. That is fast, listeners, in case you didn't know. Yes. That is how fast things are selling in what will be the worst real estate market probably of our lifetime. The world is not ending. Okay. Yes. So this really means that 1.6 buyer prospects lost the battle and are still looking. Again, we're talking about demand here. How are you being proactive in finding a match for your qualified and motivated buyer clients? See, the demand is less. That's true. We are not having 20 offers. We're having 2.6 offers. You know, a lot of our, when we did it, it was lucky to have multiple offers, right? So the world is not ending. You still have demand, and that's why prices haven't crashed. Okay, fact number five, not everyone cares about high interest rates. Get this. Nearly 30% of last month's closings were all cash transactions. Usually that runs closer to 20%, and it's been inching up. As the rates go up, so do the cash buyers. And of the ones that weren't all cash, a lot of them were putting down massive, uh, yeah, like you know, 50% down, down Right. Payments. And this, actually, it's interesting, uh, the loan officers that listen to the podcast, a lot of them, I mean, what did you tell me? Something like how many loan officers got out of the business? 100,000. Yeah. Well, what's happening is, A, there's fewer transactions. B, there's no refinances. But That's C, right. the loan officers' mortgage amounts, which they make the commission off of, aren't as high because people right. aren't putting down such substantial down payments. People that are putting down substantial down payments care a heck of a lot less about what their interest rate is, especially if they're selling and then moving up or moving down because they have to sell, which in this market, which with the interest rates like they are, mm -hmm. those are your absolutely motivated have to sell sellers. When you trip over a seller in this market, I, it's going to be very, frankly, easier than it would have been in the past to ascertain what their motivation is because they're going to tell you because they know that this is a challenging market. They know that the interest rates are high. They know all the headlines. They read them as well. So if someone's saying, I want to sell my house, you probably only have to ask a couple different questions and you're going to find out, turns out they lost their job. Turns out that their new construction home has been completed or they have to, you know, something else. It's a Maybe they um, inherited the properties. There are so many amazing um, reasons, reasons why. There's like over 30 different, and we teach you guys this in Premier Coaching, 30 different sources of leads, of seller leads, many of which don't cost you anything. Um, you just need to know how to, you know, frankly, access them and know what to say and have the conversations to get the listings. That's right. So fact number six, not all first-time buyers have left the market. Contrary to what some agents are posting, you know, constantly online, not all first-time buyers have actually left the market. 26% of sales last month were first-timers. Typically, that's almost 30%, so we've come down a little bit on that. That's probably the less qualified buyers have left. There are still well-qualified, well-paid, healthy down payment, high-credit buyers out there 
You just have to be the one working with them. I hear about this from our coaching clients all the time because the coaches are trained to always source, you know, what's going on, where did that deal come from? Oh, first-time buyer, that's interesting. A first-time buyer with higher interest rates, tell me about them. And it's always somebody that has a big down payment, they've been saving, they have good credit. A lot of times it's a married couple that has two incomes um, and, you know, they're okay with the payment. Well, so. look, here's the fact. If you're having to pay, uh, you're buying your first house and the interest rate is 8%. Julie and I's interest rate are, in our first house when we were in our early 20s, 22 and 23, it was 7%, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if it's 8% and you factor in what your cost of owning that home is with, you know, whatever the total monthly payment is, PITI, if you compare that to what their rent currently is, let alone uh, what it's going to be, because rents are going to be increasing, Rents are going to be increasing by maybe double digits in some markets. They're going to be better off, even with the higher rate, actually having purchased that house. Well, you know, when you pay rent, you're paying 100% interest. Basically. So there's that. Okay. So remember, now more than ever, your mantra is, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. This means that you must be more proactive, make more meaningful contacts, and have competent conversations with prospects and clients every single day if you expect to not just survive but to thrive in this new market. So remember, if you like this podcast, this is not coaching, this is training, this is exposing you to to ideas and thoughts. But if you like the podcast, you're gonna love Premier Coaching. So go ahead and sign up today for free. Just go to premiercoaching.com, get the support that you deserve, and be surrounded by motivated and skilled agents and coaches on our daily live coaching sessions. Back to you. Right. So the notes for today's show are down below. You can, guys can just scroll down and click the link to join Premier Coaching. In the meantime, uh, this thank you for keeping this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. If you love this podcast, which we know literally tens of thousands of you do because you listen every day, please remember to give us a five-star review over on iTunes. And do leave comments as to why specifically you appreciate this podcast. And Julie and I love that uh, feedback. And we do pay attention. And if you ever have any show ideas, or anything you'd else uh, like us to focus on. We've had some people send us comments that they want us to talk more about, you know, our kettlebell workout. We post on Instagram almost every day, things like that. We are going to do podcasts like about that. We are going to start having some some more variety. Somebody suggested we start interviewing uh, more top producing agents, but also I had probably about 20 suggestions in the last 90 days where people want to uh, hear interviews from new agents that are doing real, really well mm, in this market. So we're going to take up, take you guys up on all those new ideas. We're scheduling those interviews and doing all of that. So anything else you have as a suggestion for us, you can message me on Instagram and you can find us on Instagram at timandjulieharris.com. Or of course, you can text me directly at 512-758-0206. And yes, if you are looking for a broker upgrade, Julie and I are proudly with eXp Realty. We'd love the opportunity to speak with you about joining Julie and I um, at eXp Realty. We'd love to be your sponsor. So you can text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>